Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. The Zero bonus episode number 21 starts right now. I'm Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, BD? Can't get, I just can't get a Marvel this week, apparently. I'm out here. <laughs> uh, today, this is a bonus episode for Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red. It's a new special on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you call this a movie or a special. It's not a special presentation. I don't think it's like a Marvel Studios thing. It's, it might be. I'm not, I honestly might have to do a little research live here on the show. But it was fun, and we're going to talk about it. But we're not just going to talk about it with the three of us. We're trading. We, had, we, we were missing Jenna last night. We gained one Jenna. We lost one Jamie. But as long as we don't have Jim Viscardi, we're doing all right. You know what I mean? Woo! I can talk. I can say that because he's not here. Uh, but we do have a special guest. He has turned Lego into a lifestyle. He runs one of the biggest Lego YouTube channels, one of the biggest Lego Instagram accounts. He has traveled the world and visited Lego HQ. He And today just so happens to be his birthday. So happy birthday and welcome to Phase Zero for Mini Superheroes today, my friend Jonathan Pushkar. Hey, thank you so much, Brandon. It is awesome to be here. Longtime listener of the show and now a guest. So super excited to be here and thanks for having me. It's not common that I feel like somebody has a better background than me, but today is one of those days. <laughs> look at all the look at all those Lego sets. I will say for the audio only listeners, this may be one you want to tune into YouTube for to get the visual. But you know, hey, we love you audio people all the same. Of course, <laughs> dude. This man has so many Lego sets. Uh, it is it is a really cool setup, John Scott. Jonathan, I want to before we talk about Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red, which we're going to talk about, we're just going to have fun with this one because this isn't you know a big MCU like Easter egg deep dive. We need to see how it's all connected. This was a project we got to kind of just watch, kick back, and have fun with. So real quick, I just want our audience and our viewers and our listeners to get to know you real quick. Your channel has eighty five thousand subscribers on YouTube. You eclipsed a hundred thousand on Instagram. When did when did you start this journey with Lego superheroes as sort of like a, making them into an art form for yourself? Yeah, well, I've been a Lego collector pretty much my entire life. And one of my earliest memories in life is getting a Johnny Thunder Lego set and building it in the living room. So super, super fun. But in college, uh, back in 2015 is when I started Mini Superheroes Today over on Instagram. And I started it with the challenge to create a piece of content every day and see how long it could go. And as of today, 27th, 2023, I'm still going. I've never missed a day of creating content. So it is a crazy long ride, but it's super, super fun because I'm talking about Lego, talking about superheroes, Star Wars, all the fun stuff. Um, there are definitely tougher ways to live life. And, you know, the content creation life definitely is a hustle. Don't get me wrong. I work pretty much every day of the year, but the trade-off is 
I'm getting to talk about Lego and there's not much better than that. So it's super fun and it allows stuff like this to happen too. So here we are. Can I, can I put you on the spot real quick and make you pick a favorite child? Favorite child. All right. All right. I mean, all these Lego sets you have just about, I think all of them, dude, I don't know which ones you don't have, but, <laughs> but uh, if you had to go back, maybe it's Marvel, maybe it's not. I know you, I know you have some other interests as well. Favorite Lego set. What's, what's, what comes to mind? Yeah, well, I do have every single Lego Marvel set that's ever been released, and I'm almost there with having every DC set. But my favorite of all time actually came out this year, if you can believe it. And it's the Indiana Jones uh, Temple of the Golden Idol, the Raiders mm -hmm. of the Lost Ark Escape with the Boulder. Um, it's just one of those sets that I truly think you have to build it to see all of the uh, mechanics of it, of how the boulder rolls down and the idol uh, pedestal slips into the floor. It's almost something I hate to spoil because it's so fun. It's so unique. It's such its own thing. And uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think like my favorite set of all time came out just a couple months ago, but I really don't know how it could ever be beat. It's just so perfect. Come on, Indiana Jones. It's great. But there are definitely some good Marvel contenders in there too. Daily Bugle. What a great set. And uh, gosh, if we talk about favorite Lego sets, we might be here for a few hours. So <laughs> I'll stop myself there. Personally, I think everybody who listens to Phase Zero knows my favorite Lego set is about a month away from release. But I won't. I won't have you talk about that. I, I saw these these uh, these these certain images of an upcoming Lego set, and I said, "Well, they can't take me off a list if I'm not on the list." So I was like, "I got to talk about this." And I think there's a Lego set coming. I don't know if you know anything, but I've seen a couple things. I'm not going to ask you. I know how it goes. I've, I've been to these movies and had to keep my mouth shut. So I don't. But you did. You've been to Lego HQ. I have. I have. Uh, I just like? got back. Actually, I was just there a couple weeks ago. It's incredible. Um, getting to sit down with the designers of my favorite sets for my favorite themes and um, talk to them about you know what they've worked on the past year, things that have just been revealed that uh, to us that haven't been revealed to the public yet that we can't really speak on yet. Um, and it's just really incredible. You know, it's a lifelong dream come true. Uh, we had so many amazing moments happen behind the scenes and again, getting to see 2024 Lego sets. Um, I can't really comment on anything specifically, but I do have the statement prepared and that is prepare thy wallet because 2024, I don't think there's a single set I want to miss next year. It is going to be bonkers. Oh man. My wallet is, as you can see, my wallet already takes it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lego. Stop it, Lego. Uh, all right. Well, let's now talk about the reason we're here today is to all talk about Lego Marvel uh, Avengers Code Red. That's a lot of words in one title. First of all, we could have. I feel like we could have. We could have unchunked that title just a little bit. And I'm thinking Lego Avengers Code Red. Yeah. Easy. I, I don't think anybody would have been confused if it was a Marvel project or not if Marvel wasn't in the title. Which also, <laughs> somebody in the comment section while we're talking about the title, I'm, I'm on the IMDb page for this title right now and somebody said nate moore yes is a producer on this is this true hmm. shout out to comic things in the youtube chat who says that's true and i think yeah bd i think he is uh one of these producers that's funny not listed on the imdb page i'm gonna go to the movie in disney plus right now and pull it Let's up it. and uh see yeah. if i can figure that out I checked the IMDb cast this morning and it's still not updated um, because I wanted to see, I guess our first discovery is uh, Steve Bloom did the voice of Wolverine in this special. And of course he's been Wolverine in so many things over the years. So uh, it's kind of cool that they called on a legacy voice actor that's really associated with the character and brought him in for this. Cause 
Um, these Lego specials, they do get some interesting people in the video games, too. Um, they really do dive back in and get a lot of, like, legacy people that you associate with certain roles. But um, to me, Steve Bloom kind of is the animated Wolverine, in my opinion. So it was cool that they got him for this. Laura Bailey from The Last of Us was uh, yep. was Black Widow in this, I want to say. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it has a, it has a pretty cool voice cast. Um, and overall, I mean, I thought it was just that we could just go around and do some reviews. Uh, Jenna, let's see if we can. You're the, oh, Jenna's out. Jenna will be back. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. Okay. You know, with the Loki episodes, we've been doing our reactions and reviews at the end. We'll save our 10 score for the end, but let's get general reactions to this. What do you think of this uh, Lego Marvel Avengers special? Well, I, I didn't know what to expect, so I was like, oh, this should be fun. I don't know what. And then, of course, the time difference between where BD and you are, John, and where well, I am is very different. So I was like, oh, God, I got to watch. Got to watch. Let's see what's going on. And it's so charming and interesting to see how much of the stuff from the movies must have made an impact and has made its way into these other like projects, like between like Spider-Man and his, uh, and his friends uh, and this, I'm like, man, like I never thought I'd see, like you, we're not going to see red guardian for a while. And we got so much fun. Alexi in there. I love like the dynamic. I love that having like the collector, that stuff is really, really cool. It thematically makes a ton of sense. You get a lot of camaraderie and a lot of weird little Easter eggs that you don't necessarily have time for in one of these big, big movies, but they're so fun to see as fans. And because the Lego has such a long history along with like Marvel, there's like really amazing stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, they did make like this little head, like this little headpiece or this set, and you forget it existed, which is really cool. Like I swear. Uh, maybe it was daycare in the 90s is a long time ago now i feel like i've seen that iron man robot somewhere before now that's not even from the face i feel like that's from when we were kids bd it has to be you know who will know excited huh you know who will know about the the let oh yeah that's all like if only there was somebody in this (laughs) chat right now that knew i was watching i had the thought like are these bionicle guys or something were they? They actually are. So yes! as we're as we're watching this special, I guess spoiler alert, but Oh yeah, it's all fair game. Everybody who listening, we're we're talking spoilers for, for this for this okay. special here. So as you're watching the special, uh when we get the first attack from the collector, we see those kind of like blue uh robots. Those are called Hero Factory. And that was sort of like a Bionicle spinoff isn't the right word, but it was trying to like recapture the Bionicle fan base and try to introduce something new is probably like the best 10,000 foot overview I can give. But that was an actual real Hero Factory figure. And there's all kinds of lore behind Hero Factory and stuff like that. Um, It's not really in canon with this. So like, they're literally just using the model of that Lego set and not like, oh, the collector went and picked up these Hero Factory robots and brought them to the Marvel Universe. I think it's just something like an Easter egg for people like me to be like, oh my God, I had that as a kid. (laughs) But then as we fast forward and we're in the collector's lair or mom's basement, as they make the joke (laughs) in this, I died at that. Um, We actually see some Bionicle come out and he does make a little comment about how you know, these are a little bit more collectible, but these ones have been damaged a little bit. So he uses them for, you know, his security century or whatever. But those are actual Bionicle sets. And then we see a third Bionicle, that blue and white one. So um, 
every like distinguished build that you see in this that like has meaningful screen time actually has been a Lego set or was included in something else at a certain point. Um, really, the only ones that weren't were the milk truck in the back at the beginning. That was made just for this. But um, even a lot of the cars on the street are like derivative of things that have come in like Lego city sets or town sets over the years. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's so cool. And uh, speaking on behalf of the Lego fans, it's just so neat to watch this because it's such a love letter to Lego. Whereas, you know, something like uh, Across the Spider-Verse, where we had that little Lego scene, there were also so many cool little, like, Lego references and Easter eggs that only the Lego fans are going to get. So I love that this year alone, we've had so much potential to have overlap, right? Where you can just watch this and enjoy it and know nothing about Lego. But if you live at the bottom of the deep, dark rabbit hole and you're somebody like me or like you guys, you can pick up on little things and be like, oh, I had that as a kid or, oh, I remember getting that for, you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah. I absolutely love that. And it was just such a great love letter from start to finish. It's great. I agree. I love the Lego touches, which I think I picked up a lot of them, but certainly not uh, in in the same de- amount of detail and thorough level of thoroughness that you did. But I also, as a Marvel fan, there's so much, so many references to Marvel movies and Marvel comics and obviously things we haven't seen yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Omega Red is not in the MCU right now. I imagine it will be eventually. But and Wolverine and all that stuff. The Collector, you know, he called Red She-Hulk magnificent, which is just a little nod that feels like a reference to when the Collector was killed off in Infinity War clapping. Magnificent, magnificent. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the there, there were so many things. Red Guardian actually being Natasha's dad that Ivan Petrovich character from the comics, whereas the Black Widow movie kind of, you know, did like a fatherly role for her. But like now it seems in this really was her dad. We just saw it flash across the screen, that 268 file. Jonathan, I have my own note on that. So I'll let you, there's a, there's quite a coincidence on that 268 file representing Wolverine, more than one. So it's a coincidence of coincidences, if you will. Uh, but Jonathan, what you caught one that you were telling me about before we came on the show. Yeah, so... Uh, we see this S.H.I.E.L.D. reference file as they're toward Wolverine, and it's Black Widow and Captain America talking, and they say, you know, we're going for somebody who's the best at what he does, but what he does isn't very nice, and then we see Wolverine. Well, the case file is 268, and Uncanny X-Men 268 has a pretty iconic cover that has Captain America, Black Widow, and Wolverine on it, so... It's like a galaxy brain level um, reference because you're referencing a comic book, but also the characters talking were on the cover of that comic book. And uh, I just love when they sprinkle little things in like that that are kind of blinking you miss at references. I agree that that 268 is also the number of a Kang Dynasty book. Oh, uh, wow. Avengers Kang Dynasty book. So little, little uh, uh, maybe they intended on both. And um, it's also the lot number for the watch in Hawkeye. What? Oh, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah, you started off saying it's not BD, but I think it is. I well, think it's I all connected. I just looked the credits, and it. I don't see Nate Moore's name in the credits. Hmm. Somebody said that when they announced it, it was on the press site for Disney, and I'm looking. I can't find it. Yeah, I don't see any. I mean, there's a lot of names in those credits. Uh, I maybe I'll do some homework when we're done here, and I'll do a deeper dive to see. What, what's true i'm what's just fun. saying though i'm just saying i hey, think man. secret wars we get a quick flash of this universe just for the meme of it i'm here I, for I think, it yeah i i don't think that like lego wolverine is going to be teaming up with like 
Toby and Chris Evans variants or anything. I'm just saying because they were promoting this on the Marvel Studios social media, which has never happened for one of these Lego specials before. Usually they just like drop these and it's like, oh yeah, there's something new to watch on Disney Plus. But like ever since San Diego Comic-Con, I mean, they have been hyping this movie. So I I don't think that this is like essential viewing for Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, but I'm marking it today. I think I think we could see it again in some capacity, even I, meme capacity. I haven't watched. There was a Lego Avengers animated series, right? Previously, mm-hmm. um, there have been a lot of different like Lego invent- Avengers adventures. Say that ten times fast, <laughs> but none of them have ever really been like super connected to one another. They're usually just kind of one-off specials. But I'm kind of curious with how stylized this is, and like they're attempted a really. I don't want to say deep story, but comparatively deep story in how much marketing they put behind this. This could be a cool thing to maybe get one or two of these a year and yeah. uh, keep going. It's so simple. I mean, now that they have all the animation references done too, I mean, they could honestly just start farming these out. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just an easy, fun thing to watch. I imagine kids are going to like it even more than I did. Uh, so the, the story of this is that the collector, Jonathan, is trying <laughs> to get all the minifigures... <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get all of the red minifigures, which is why it's called Code Red. So some of the Marvel characters he has captured are Omega Red, Red Raven, Red Ghost, Red Nine, Red Stone, Red Shift, Red King, and Red Skull. And now he wants uh, everyone, he wants to make an Avengers collection and all this stuff, so they have to go stop him. We've only met Red Guardian of those, right, in the MCU. I don't think we've met any of them in live action yet. Uh, he, I already, what else do we have? Uh, going to Avengers Tower and just seeing the Avengers on the streets of New York really just made me miss the early days of the infinity saga i'm not gonna lie like it was like man i know this isn't robert downey jr and chris evans and anthony mackie and scarlett johansson and jeremy renner and chris hemsworth and there's no samuel jackson anywhere near any of this but if there were i would be over the i would watch them just sit in the street i don't care that's what it just gave me the vibes of that it was it was just fun it just was fun to watch this version of the characters and also remember the things we watched before um and there's so many relics in Avengers Tower, which obviously this is just its own thing that it's building. But there's the scepter in the background of a shot, you know, things like that. There's an Ultron bot in the collector's minifigure collection. The, the Throg reference with Thor was fun. Thor turns into a Throg minifigure, which actually the minifigure of Throg is like a one tiny, tiny little thing, right? Didn't they make that once? Yeah, it comes in the Lego Marvel collectible minifigure series one from 2021. And it was just a cool little like Easter egg. I guess, uh, one piece. And it's from, uh, you know, the Loki show season one. So he's got like his little helmet and he's holding up a mini Mjolnir and stuff. So it is cool. But uh, the actual traditional comic book Throg, unfortunately, has never made it into minifigure form yet. But the minifigure, the real minifigure that you can actually collect, the physical existing one, is very small. Whereas this this Throg was like the same size. The Throg that we saw in this series or this show today was this uh, like minifigure size. Yep, yeah. everybody yeah. wants it. If Lego's listening, come on. Yeah. Everybody wants a mini fig size throg, but I'm unfortunately, uh, we're like John Mayer, still waiting on the world to change on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would love it if they released a, a line of minifigures just based on this. They, uh, but how different you would you'd probably know this? How different are the figures we see in Avengers Mar- Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red? <laughs> Compared to the minifigures of these characters that are already out there, are these already available? Are these okay? So it's so strange because in this show, Iron Man, Black Widow, 
Black Panther and Thor are literally one-to-one exactly what you can get in Lego sets on store shelves right now. That, that, Captain that, America. That fake, sorry to cut you off. That fake Black Black Sabbath shirt that they don't have the rights to Black Sabbath, so they kind of make it a generic shirt. That's the one that came with the Hulkbuster, right? That I know, actually. The one that came with the giant $550 Hulkbuster, he kind of has like half of his Iron Man armor yep, on. Yep, yep, the you're one right, with the right. Black Sabbath shirt that's totally not a Black Sabbath shirt. Uh, that came in the Iron Man armory last year, which is kind of like a hall right. of I never armor bought type that one, set. Man. That thing was $89.99, and it came with like 22 pieces. And I was like, not a chance. I'm dropping that $90 on this one. Yep, it was a giant minifigure dump. So just yeah. to get a bunch of it like Iron of Man and War Machine sorry, figures. Sorry, but, go ahead. But yeah, so that figure has come uh, in some places before. So that is definitely another legit one. The uh, Sam Wilson Captain America is so, so, so close to the CMF version that came out in the blind bags in 2021. The only difference is the shield. Uh, He and Steve Rogers Captain America both have identical shields in this. And of course, even in the MCU, we know that Sam's shield is technically different with like a little bit more detail on the rings of it. Um, So that's just like a minor, minor nitpick. But we are on a Marvel podcast, so I mean that's like the whole reason we're here. <laughs> that's what we do here. Um, and then, yeah, the Red She-Hulk. That's exactly the way that the minifigure came. The Hulk, uh, which is technically called a big fig when it's like in minifigure scale, but it's not a traditional minifigure. Um, unfortunately, that Hulk does not exist as an actual figure. Uh, there's one that was close from 2020, but they're not one to one. Um, the collector in this was designed specifically for this movie, so there's not yep. a collector minifig that looks like that. Um, the Red Guardian is pretty close, except they didn't give him a helmet on the official Lego version. They just kind of gave him like a receding hairline, um, (laughs) hairpiece, but they didn't give him the helmet and they also didn't give him like the legs with all that detailing. So I'll kind of put the pause there because there's so much more to talk about, but like as a Lego fan, it is a little bit infuriating when you watch this and you see how detailed they could be. But Lego runs into all kinds of issues with budgeting. I know that this sounds unbelievable, but uh, that's why some figures get like arm printing or leg printing and others don't, is it literally comes down to every year Lego will give each theme a budget, which of course we as the public can't know what that budget is, but they have to allocate that budget across the entire theme for the entire year. And so when a theme does well, naturally it's gonna get a bigger budget for the following year. But for superheroes, the budget is shared between Marvel and DC, interestingly enough. Um, So they have to look at it and be like, okay, we're doing this many DC sets this year of these different sizes, this many Marvel sets. And then it kind of goes down in like a reverse pyramid, if you will. And they really try to put the most detail where they can get like the biggest uh, splash, if you will. So it is kind of an intricate game and gosh, we could do another podcast episode just on this, but that's kind of a really, really good overview of like how actual physical Lego minifigures will get printing or not versus in an animated special like this, Mm -hmm. they could just give it to anybody because it doesn't cost hardly anything extra. Just a couple more, uh, you know, a little more sweat equity to put in the animation detail, but yeah, just kind of a fascinating overview there. Yeah. That's interesting. Give me like prints on all these figures, damn it. Uh, Wolverine bust out of the water. That was an Origins throwback. I'm going to drop a little secret on this episode. I don't think I've ever watched X-Men Origins Wolverine all the way through. I have seen most of that movie and enough to know I don't want to watch the whole thing. 
Don't you have a That's giant, true. giant poster of that in your house? No, I have a giant poster for the Wolverine. Oh, it came after that. Yeah. Okay. X-Men Origins Wolverine was like the one. Yeah, that was that was the one with the taped mouth, stitched mouth Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, a, not a tremendous film. It's a tough watch. It's it's okay if you go into it like and you're doing it for the memes, but if you go into it like hoping to enjoy Deadpool Wolverine, it's it's a tough movie. It's a tough watch. We got some great action figures from it though back in the day. Is that good trailer? Yeah. yeah. Uh Hulk and Wolverine era. Was this year or was this Jenna? I think it's Jenna. Jenna is uh not rejoining the show today. She sent a message. Her computer's giving her a little trouble today. So on, on account of technical difficulties. Some of the tinkerer got to Jenna and she is not going to be back with us until Wednesday's show. Uh, so we're going to finish out the show. Jenna-less. Just, mm. just a tragedy. We miss her. We've missed her last night. We, we, we just weren't destined to have Jenna on these bonus episodes this week. Uh, Hulk and Wolverine's dynamic. It pokes fun at them fighting in Wolverine's first appearance. That's how she wrote it in the rundown that we have in that Google Doc, which, yes, obviously, uh, we know. I don't know if everybody who's listening knows. Wolverine first, first appeared in a Hulk comic book fighting him. And, you know, the two of them kind of teasing each other was a nice little nod to that. I thought this was fun, man. Uh, uh, well, Darren, we, you got your thoughts, Jonathan. I guess you haven't given you. Let's let's just cut to reviews here. Let's let's get to the 10 score. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen again. So out of 10, Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red. If once you get past its title, how do you you for the <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's like an eight. Like it makes me want yeah. more of these. I think John's right. Like you could do two of these now that you've scanned all the figures in and developed the animation techniques. It also makes me desperately want, I was going to ask John about if he's ever talked to Preston who did the Lego animation for Spider-Verse. That is the dream, of course, is having it all be stop motioned out. And that would oh. be just an ungodly amount of work. But for for since we're not you know ruining people ten years of people's lives to make that happen, this is absolutely great. I, I thought. Could it was you great. imagine? It would be so cool. The Lego sets they'd build. Jonathan would be in there helping them build. He'd be in the kitchen cooking <laughs> with them. I'm telling you, and I would be referencing pieces and be like, "Well, you can't use this because technically, and oh well, this printed piece came on this, so let's pull that." I would be that guy. But uh, yeah, no, it is it is super fun. Um, on the rating scale. This one's a little bit tough for me because I'm right there with you, Aaron, that like, I love this. I definitely want to see more. I think that the writing didn't match the tone of the marketing, if that makes sense. Like our very first piece of marketing we saw for this was a poster that was put up at the Lego booth at San Diego Comic-Con and they were doing the Days of Future Past background. And then as they posted the uh, poster with like the Lego Avengers A like falling apart, that was kind of reminiscent of Endgame. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I went into this expecting like some super like Winter Soldier level serious special. But I do think that they were like catering it to be a little bit more like deep than it was. But I really loved how wholesome the story was. Like there's a really great through story here with Black Widow and Red Guardian that I did not see coming at all. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. But it reminded me a little bit too much of like previous Marvel specials where I don't feel like they did enough different things here with the story. 
that kind of has me more in like the 7.5 range if I'm allowed to give a half rating. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you can give, you can go as many decimals as you want here. All right. Well, we're going to go 7.55 just because you said that. But <laughs> uh, what I would tell people to do is if you've never seen Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, it's also on Disney Plus. And it was a cool, obviously non-canon Lego Star Wars series that they did several years back. And it's C-3PO and R2-D2 retelling the stories of the first six Star Wars movies, given their perspective. But they're telling it to everybody the morning after the party uh, on Endor. So episode six ends and they party. And the next morning, everybody's cleaning up. And C-3PO and R2-D2 tell their versions of what happened in episodes one through six. And they poke fun at Star Wars from start to finish. It is so funny you almost forget you're watching a Lego special. And I won't ruin any of the jokes here, but it's so funny. And so seeing that and seeing what like a Lego animation can do with a legacy IP and have fun with it and make it Lego, that's kind of the high watermark for what these can be. Like that's like a 10 out of 10 to me. So until the Lego Marvel movies kind of push in that realm and kind of not take themselves so seriously in the sense that like they can kind of have fun with the Marvel war rather than try to like establish a story like they did here. I think if they move more in that direction, they'll get more of a nine to 10 rating from me. But uh, yeah, I'm going 7.55. I really enjoyed it. I've watched it three times today and probably got some more watches in the future, but I might give it another week or two because I'm a little code redded out today. <laughs> watched it three times and only three gives times. it a 7.5. I'm just playing. No, 7.55. 7. 5. Well, I'm going to be the lowest here because I'm going with a flat 7.5. I thought it was good fun, but like you said, I think the marketing on this one leaned into a a slightly more mature thing. Not like I was expecting some adult-oriented Lego special by any means, but uh, they had an opportunity to maybe go a little bit deeper, a little bit bit bigger, and just for the sake of wanting them to do another one because I did enjoy this quite a bit uh, and hopefully get some richer jokes and uh, more complex themes and stories and deeper stuff with the characters. I think they could do an even better job on a 7.58 range. I think we're all pretty much on the same page and I like it overall had a fun time watching it. We'll probably watch it again sometime. I've only watched it once. Uh, and then I scanned through again to try to just pick up a few things to talk about today. And I thought it was a fun thing, man. I, I, I didn't know what to expect because I wasn't as dialed into the marketing as you were, Jonathan. I saw quite a few things. Like I saw the Comic-Con stuff. I saw some things, especially in the past week or so when they really started pushing it. And then I ended up watching it today and I was like, yeah, this was fun. This was cool. And I especially liked the how it made me kind of reminisce on the early days of the MCU. I thought Tony Stark was really well written, like how he would pop into a battle scene and just be like, all right, come in. And then, you know, he'd make a quick quip and then they'd be on their way fighting and stuff. And the Black Widow and Red Guardian stuff was a nice touch. Uh, I thought he really, really made Black Widow out to be like a little kid in the beginning. And I was like, hold on a second. Y'all not about to do Natasha like this, right? <laughs> She's going to get a moment. She, and then she got her moments later. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It used a lot of cool characters and he used them, you know, well enough. Fun, silly, easy to watch. 7.5 out of 10. So that's our score. That brings us to an average of something like a 7.64. I don't know, between the three of us. And we'll that's 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 your that's it. Uh Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. Any last words for today's show? Uh it was nice to meet you, uh Jonathan. It was absolutely great. I enjoyed this special. I, I don't know when we're gonna see all the images again. So I relished the opportunity to talk about all of them being in the same room. Jonathan? Yeah, like I definitely agree well? there. I definitely agree with Aaron on that one. Um, When you sit and think about how long it's been since we've seen the Avengers sit and have fun. I mean, we saw the Avengers. 
2019 Endgame, but they weren't really having fun. Per se. <laughs> no. So this takes me back to 2015 Age of Ultron. I loved it. It was great. And speaking of things I loved, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. This was such a pleasure. Um, I'm in Nashville too, so I will get you these. These are my mini superheroes today, bricks. So Aaron, I'll get one to BD. He'll get one to you and Jenna. BD, you have one. I think everybody I've met from Comic Book has one, but I'll send a whole bunch and you can pass them out. And uh, yeah, thank you to everybody for tuning in. It was such a pleasure to be here and talk about Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red Part <laughs> 1. <laughs> Part, part one part two baby. oh my gosh if it had part one that's way too many words in that title we gotta <laughs> calm it down uh no jonathan thank you so much for hanging with us dude honestly everybody i know the, i usually end the show by saying subscribe to phase zero today that's also true but still you should definitely go subscribe to mini superheroes today both on instagram and on youtube jonathan's content is great happy to say i mean i've even helped at, at a comic-con i was like i gotta get i saw that lego booth and i i, I took as much footage as i could because i was like i know Jonathan's audience is going to appreciate this more than any of my, well, I have Lego fans, you know, phase zero, a lot of people here enjoy Lego, but I was like, man, this is cool. So what Jonathan does is really cool stuff. Um, uh, and, and he's, he's, a, he's pretty much my neighbor. So thank you, Jonathan, for hanging with us on your birthday. No less. Congratulations on all the success. Thank you for dropping knowledge on us. Also on this show. I did not expect to learn so much about the inner workings of Lego on today's episode of phase zero, but that was really cool. I feel like that, like maybe in the future, there might be like a Lego centric, uh, episode that's not based on a long titled Disney Plus special. We could <laughs> just talk Lego the whole time. So we'll see if we can put that together in the near future. I think that would be fun in the comment section. Let us know if you want that. And that's all I got. John, what's up? Put that together. I see what you did there. Brilliant. Brick by brick, baby. Brick by brick. <laughs> that's it. All right, y'all. Hit me up at Brandon Davis PD. If for some reason you want to talk more, uh, go leave happy birthday notes on Instagram on Mini Superheroes today so that. Uh, Jonathan feels all the love from the Phase Zero community. And everybody have a good Halloween weekend. Thanks for hanging with us.